This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well and having a fantastic weekend so far. Despite the fact that there is, of course, no football, uh, which is a real shame. But I say no football. There's no football in England. Um, There's plenty of football going on in the world, uh, which is great to be able to watch at the same kind of time. There's F1 today, which I'm going to certainly be having on in the background whilst I'm working, but there's a lot of things going on at two o'clock. Two o'clock's a very busy time, as I'll come on to explain why a little bit later on in the show. But good morning and thank you so much, everybody, for joining me, as always, in the mornings, especially on a Sunday. Sunday, I do find, is the day that people find it trickiest to get up early, but uh, I know a lot of you catch up as well. So thank you if you've taken the time at any point during your lazy Sunday afternoon to tune into this ugly mug. Uh, good morning to Oda Relay. Good morning to Matt G, to Martin, uh, to Stephen. Good morning to you guys, to Olu and Paul. I have a feeling that maybe people have been mugged off by StreamYard again, not saying who was actually first. Let's have a quick look. Oh, no, I wasn't. Uh, apparently, according to... Uh, it was. Uh, StreamYard's going weird these days with not telling me who and who isn't actually first in the chat box. Uh, Amira says, happy Sunday, Gunas. Anyone else doesn't know what to do with themselves this weekend? Well, I'm going to give you some tips a little bit later on. Uh, good morning to you, Linda. Good morning to NSW. Good morning uh, to Titus and Jose. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend. Uh, Matt G says, I feel lost, Tom. I'm going to have to give La Liga and Serie A a go. Yes, I've got some tips for you. Don't you worry. We've got some stuff to talk about. Um, there is a prize, a new one, because the Dennis Bergkamp and Thierry Henry signed shirt um, was, in fact, sold out yesterday. The draw for that will take place next week. But there is a brand new prize available. Link in the description. You could win your choice of going to any of these European games. Hospitality tickets available. But, of course, I think the one that will interest you most is Arsenal's home game against Bode Glimt in the Europa League after the international break. So go get yourself early bird tickets. I think there is plenty still available, but already 33 of 65 have sold. In fact, if I refresh again, maybe there's even more been sold. Nope, still 33. So you've got, what, 32 chances left 
to get hold of a ticket. So do not miss out, especially on the early bird price. Fans have been told to attend the PSV game on Thursday. This is an update from PSV where they said the match will be played in London um, and more information will follow uh, on this. But PSV supporters have been told to attend the game. So if you haven't needed any kind of... Um, confirmation that uh, the game will be going ahead on Thursday there will be we'll be doing a preview for the PSV game on Tuesday evening around eight o'clock so do join us in the channel for that one with a few of our members of course from the discord server if you want to help support the channel become a member come on the show get involved go to the link in the description it will tell you how to do it all David Dean spoke rather uh admittedly about a certain Ashley Cole uh he said uh, when talking about kind of losing the young Arsenal product he said Arsenal and I would come out of a board meeting feeling we'd been knocking our heads against a brick wall we lost Ashley Cole over five grand a week it was very difficult uh, and there was a lot of friction because of the cost of the stadium and we had to ration salaries so what's interesting I think about this obviously is we talk a lot about how Ashley Cole left for the money at Chelsea yet what it seems to be is actually Ashley Cole only left for around five thousand pounds per week which you might think is pretty small and then why would you leave Arsenal I guess there's arguments on both sides but five grand a week we lost Ashley Cole for is a really frustrating one for Arsenal fans in particular uh, because Ashley Cole obviously went on to be arguably one of the best if not the best left back the Premier League has seen um, and so frustratingly Arsenal have had to deal with that and certainly had the misfortune of watching him go on to win several Premier League titles and a Champions League title of course as well but I think now we look back and everything happens for a reason maybe and maybe Arsenal will finally find some benefit in what happened to them since then in the coming years. Nuno Tavares has been absolutely brilliant for Marseille. Taking a tweet uh, from Mohamed Bouhafasi, uh, I think, who writes for uh, France TV. Uh, he tweeted yesterday saying, how strong is Nuno Tavares? He has all the qualities. Defensively, he is a rock. Offensively, so intelligent. And what technique? Since the start of the season, he has been enjoying it. The quote defensively as as defensive as a rock. You know, Arsenal, I wouldn't necessarily have described Nuno Tavares as being as defensive as a rock, but perhaps he has developed this area of his game for Marseille. He wanted that option to be included. Tavares does not look like his future will be at Arsenal in the long term, at least, and he is keen to kind of make his move away from Arsenal to get regular football that he's now getting with Marseille. The positive is, of course, the... The fact that we have him on on loan with no option, so Arsenal could negotiate a very good fee for themselves come the summer transfer window. He wanted that loan. He wanted the option in that loan to allow Marseille to buy him should should they uh, should they so choose. But Edu stood firm and fair play to him. Credit to Edu for this. We didn't ended up putting that option into Varage's contract, but he was involved in Marseille's 2-1 win over Lille uh, yesterday. A very good win for them indeed as they continue to push higher and higher up the Liga table. They're level on points with PSG and La Classique when it does indeed happen is going to be very interesting to watch indeed. Speaking of potential league uh, games, uh, we'll come to in a second, but very quickly, Runison, a quick update on him. He was involved in uh, our Anya Spores win, a 2-1 win, in fact. And he's started all four of our Anya Spores games this season, playing 90 minutes in each. One win, which was the win yesterday. That's the first of our Anya Spores league season. Uh, they drew 1-1 against Siverspor in their first game. Lost 1-0 to Istanbul Spore and 2-0 to Bashak Shahir. 
uh, in the previous game before their win at this weekend. He won 2-1. He's so far let in five goals. It's not going amazingly well for him, as you probably would have expected, and he'll likely move on before next summer ends, either on loan again or for a very small fee if our annual sport are willing to pay a very small fee for him. As I said, speaking of Liga games, here is your list of things that you can watch today with no Arsenal football if you want to get a little bit of Arsenal in your life. Unfortunately, all of these games are taking place at the same time, which is a little bit frustrating, and at the same time as the F1 as well. However, if football is more your fancy than motor racing, uh, Ajaccio against Nice uh, at two o'clock, you'll be able to watch Nicola Pepe. To lose against Horns, uh, I know that you guys enjoyed me having an attempt at saying and pronouncing uh, Horns, uh, and uh, Balogun will be involved in that game, who has had an absolutely brilliant start to the Liga season, scoring five goals in six games and getting two assists. So certainly worth watching him, won the Young Liga Player of the Month award. And Lecce against Monza, a really, really important game for Lecce, actually, because if they want to uh, stay up this season and for Monza as well, um, it's going to be key. Uh, And Marie, of course, playing for Monza, need to win this one two o'clock in the afternoon if you want to watch any of those games across any of the platforms that you can find the ability to watch them. Uh, Hector Bellerin made his first start in a 4-0 win for Barcelona against Cadiz. Uh, He was involved in a number of the build-ups for the goals. Barcelona really have found their form this season. They're my dark horse for the Champions League this year as well. Uh, Robert Lewandowski is just wide buying you're not why they let him go. I know he was desperate to leave, but you know they should have done everything they could to keep him because he is a game changer for Barca, despite his age. I think that we used to do a show. I think we did a poll, something around, would you sign Lewandowski on a two-year deal? I couldn't believe the amount of people that wouldn't. Lewandowski is timeless at this stage and uh, is certainly propelling Barca towards what could potentially be a very, very successful season for them. Uh, Now, Jonas Vind, who is a uh, striker who plays currently for Wolfsburg, he has been speaking rather interestingly about Arsenal specifically. He's a Danish international. So far, he has six goals and four assists. uh, Sorry, last season, he had six goals and four assists in the Superlegion in Denmark. He then moved in January to Wolfsburg, where he scored five goals in 14 games. He was the replacement for uh, Veghorst, who, of course, left Wolfsburg for Burnley last season. Uh, He also got involved in the uh, UEFA UEFA Conference League qualifiers, uh, got a goal in six games, four goals then in the Conference League's five games. So far this season, hasn't particularly hit the ground running. Only played one game in both the League and Cup of Wolfsburg have struggled so far this campaign, but he did suffer with a hamstring injury at the start of the season. Sorry, after the start of the season. He played in the 2-2 draw, played 34 minutes, got injured with a hamstring injury, hasn't played since. The reason why I'm talking about him is he actually did an interview with Bully News in which he spoke about Arsenal. He said, if we look into the future, Arsenal would be a dream destination for me as it has always been my favourite club. I think the Premier League is the best league in the world, but that's not what I'm focusing on at the moment. It does seem like you're focusing on it, Jonas. <laughs> it does seem a little bit. Now, what I can tell you about Jonas Vind is he's, as you would imagine, for a Vout Veghorst replacement, rather tall. Uh, six foot three in height, does love to try and win his headers and very physical indeed. So if Arsenal were on the lookout for a more of a plan B style striker, potentially Jonas Vind could be that player. However, 
has suffered a hamstring injury. Is that a sign of bad things to come? We'll have to wait and see. And our headline story of the day is on Leroy Sané. Now, Fabrizio Romano on uh, Sports Build's YouTube channel, speaking uh, alongside uh, plenty of, I mean, the the true guy. Do you know who I'm talking about when I say he goes true all the time? <laughs> What's his? I can't remember his name, to be honest. But he's the guy that just goes true <laughs> all the time on Twitter. Um, he was talking to him on Sport Build, and uh, he said on potentially Arsenal's interest in Sané and if that could be kind of reinvigorated in 2023. He said, I'm not sure this summer they had the possibility to try, but they were not 100% convinced. It's about age, healing, a lot of things. They only sign players they are 100% convinced on overall. I don't think Sané will be a priority. They want a younger bless me, uh, younger player. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I think that Sane would have been obviously an incredible piece of business for Arsenal to do in the last transfer window. I've put a poll in the chat box because I'm kind of curious as to what you guys think about this. Um, he does turn 27 in January, which means he's going to be well on his way to 28 by the summer of next year. Yes, I know how age works. You know, 26 until you become 27 and so on. But he will be well on his way to 28 when it is next summer, which means if Arsenal were to say invest upwards of £60 million in someone like Leroy Sané, it's quite similar to the Thomas Partey situation where you're not going to get yourself a return regarding any financial kind of benefit. You are going to invest in a player for their length of the contract and you're probably going to have to kiss goodbye to the £60 million and hope that he pays that back. Now, Sané has had a fantastic career, as we know, he's done well at Man City and has, of course, been able to try to translate that form as best he can to Bayern. He did suffer that awful knee injury whilst at City, but has responded to that and has been very good this season for Bayern as well. Looking at the poll, I was giving you the opportunity saying, is it too late to invest a big fee of around £60 million plus in Leroy Sané, considering he turns 27 in January? 54% of you have said yes, which actually surprises me. 46% of you have said no. I think that if Arsenal were going out on the market and trying to sign a wide player of real quality, Sane is obviously one. The thing for me is that if we're going to spend £60 million on someone, I want to see a number six. I want to see a world-class midfielder brought in for that amount of money, whether they're 27 or whether they're 22. You know, I think that's the position that Arsenal need to secure world-class quality. And if we look at our front three from a starting perspective, Martinelli, Jesus, Saka, very good front three. I don't necessarily think we need to invest 60 million quid in a Sané. That's why we didn't invest 60 million quid in Rafinha. We were willing to go to around 40 million, but not really any higher than that, if even that. And Arsenal, I think, thought with Leeds being as they were and Rafinha being as they were and Barcelona looking as Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
they were financially kind of restricted at the time, which turned out to be a load of bogus. Um, they thought they could get Rafinha on the cheap. Of course, that didn't end up happening. But Leroy Sané would obviously be a massive coup for the club, uh, a big, big coup for the club. But I don't think it's one that will happen anytime soon. And that rounds off all of today's stories, which means we're going to jump to you guys now in the chat box for part two. So do indeed, do indeed join me and throw in your questions and we'll tackle as many of them as we can. So as I mentioned at the start of the show, you can win tickets to go see Arsenal against Butter Glimpse in the Europa League. Uh, do get your tickets at the link below or your tickets to win the chance to win tickets, I should say. Competition ends on Sunday the 11th, which is today. So it's only a 24-hour competition. You haven't got long and already more than half the tickets have been sold. So do get yourself involved. Make sure you check your travel arrangements and all of that goodness before you get involved with the competition. However, let's go. Uh, let's jump into the chat. Let's tackle some of these questions that you think um, you guys would need answers to. Freddie says, Tom, out of all the lone players, uh, who do you think has the best chance of making it at Arsenal? I suppose Balogun is the obvious one. But, I mean, you can also look to the likes of Charlie Patino. Um, you can look to Miguel Aziz. You can look to Brook Norton Cuffey. There's some other academy young players that are on loan, you know, elsewhere there. Definitely players that have possible futures at Arsenal. I look forward to seeing Charlie Patino continue his time at Blackpool. For those that have been asking when the loan update is, I've pushed that back for the honeymoon series whilst I'm going to be away. Um, so you should get that sometime between the 17th and the 29th of this month. Uh, I'm going to be recording it on Monday, but you won't get it until later on because I'm recording content for you guys to watch in the mornings whilst I'm away and I can't do the show live. But uh, the chat box will still be there. They'll be premiering, so you'll still be able to have the chat box. They, ju they just won't be live because I will be away at that point. So uh, I hope you appreciate all the hard work that's going to go into making sure you've got content in the mornings. Maybe not every morning, but I'm going to try and do as many as I feasibly can for you. Uh, Oda Relay says, you can only choose two of the three. Who would you keep next season between Jesus, Eddie, and Balogun? Good question. Jesus and Eddie uh, is the answer. The reason for that answer is because, one, there's no guarantees yet with Balogun about how he would transition to the Premier League after having a really good season in Liga. And I also think that if Balogun has a really good season in Liga, we should be able to get a very, very good fee for him. So I lean towards Jesus and Eddie, and I think that Eddie is still criminally underrated and not appreciated as he should be based upon what he did at the end of last season. So, yeah, Jesus and Eddie and Balogun, uh, I think would have to be one that we look to get a very good fee for after hopefully what continues to be a very strong season. Um, GCZ says, hey, Tom, would you take two tacos over a hamburger? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if there's some kind of back, backwards innuendo with this question, but I do love a taco. <laughs> I love a burger, but I do love a taco. And I think getting two tacos is probably more worth it than the one burger. So that's just me. That's just me. I do love attacker. Uh, Jacob says, what's your highest priority position to sign for and who would you go for? Number six, who would I go for? Great question. And I actually might do a piece on this today. Who is the number six I would go for? I think the number six that I'd like is an equivalent to a Rodri or a Fabinho. They're very hard to find. Is Ruben Neves that guy? Maybe. 
I think we need to try and find ourselves that player. Um, a Fabinho or a Rodri is, is the level I'm looking for. But Jacob, off the top of my head, I'm going to need some time to think. But I might actually have that as one of my pieces I'm going to do today. So stay tuned to Football London and uh, we'll see what I can come up with. Ayo says, Tom, I was curious why you take these 15-second breaks. You don't need, you don't get out of your chair. You don't show any adverts. Uh, not on the live show. There is adverts when they replay. But the reason for it is this. This thing right here is the reason why I take a 15-second break so I can have a drink, usually, and I don't have to do it while I'm talking. That's why I have that break during the middle of the two sections. Um, you've got a better at saying my name, says Adirile. Uh Well, thanks. I, I probably butchered it that time, knowing me, but uh, I'm trying my best, mate. I'm trying my best. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, no other sport has been cancelled, only football. I know. I talked about this at length yesterday, so I won't go into too in-depth of an answer. But I thought there were some brilliant tributes, especially at the cricket, you know, and that could have been football. Could have been football. Um, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. A missed opportunity, that's for sure. Uh, Paul says, will next weekend's games go ahead now? Police have told clubs that they can provide enough police to allow the games to go on. I'm not sure is the answer, Paul. I don't know is the honest answer. I'll be recording a lot of my content this week that will go out after the Brentford game. Um with it in mind that it probably won't. So if you hear me across those pre-recorded shows talking about Brentford as if it didn't go ahead, you now know the reason why. Um, but yeah, I I don't know, Paul. I, I, I can't give you an answer either way. I don't know. I, the, the way in which they were talking about it like two days ago was that it definitely wasn't because it was the weekend of the funeral. So it wouldn't make sense to. Um, but uh, in the sense of the guidance that the government has given, not in terms of my own opinion, just the guidance that the government has given to them. Uh, Red Star says, how is Mika Bireth being doing? That's a really good question. I've not checked in with how Mika Bireth is doing. Let's let's do that. Uh, it's currently playing for RKC Valvike uh, in the first tier of the Dutch league. He has got no minutes so far. I don't know why. Um, he has an unknown injury. Oh, he's injured. That's why you've not heard anything about him. He was on the bench for their 2-2 draw with Utrecht. Um, he did score a few goals in preseason, but he has got an injury at the moment, which is a shame because he was looking quite good in preseason. So we'll have to wait and see when he returns if he can have a better start. But yeah, he has an unknown injury, according to Transfer Marks at the moment. Uh, Deep Kundu says, hi, Tom, do you think we can convince Saliba to sign a new contract? Yes, I think that we can, but it's we're gonna, we've given him the opportunities. I think if he gets into that World Cup squad, you know, seeing him play for Arsenal week in, week out has surely given him such a great opportunity to get into that World Cup team for France. You wouldn't have any qualms as to why he wouldn't get picked. So, yeah, I, I think that he wanted to know that Arsenal were going to invest in him as a player. And I think that we are all seeing that we have invested in him as a player. Uh, Tulip says, do you bring back Odegaard in the Europa League match or keep Vieira in the starting lineup? I think we should keep Vieira. Tulip, I'm going full strength against PSV personally. So that does mean benching Vieira. I just think we need to go with our full strength team against PSV because we don't have, unless the Premier League game comes back, then maybe you can make a case for more changes. But I think that we need to go full strength against PSV. It's given us a bit of an opportunity to go full strength against them, to be honest. So let's see what happens. Uh, Scarface says, honestly speaking, although I'd like us to sell him, I do think Nuno Tavares would be a better backup to Zinchenko than Tierney, simply because of how the left-back role is being played. Going forwards, he's more versatile. Look, it's a solid point. The thing I would say is that Tavares is a wing-back. He isn't a left-back. 
And because he's not a because he's a wing back, we don't play a wing back system. We play with an inverted left back rather than a wing back left back. And we don't really play over the back three. We play with a kind of a hybrid two slash three where Ben White can, you know, come inside and, and Tommy Asu could come inside and, and form a three. But White's been getting quite far forwards of late. So it still does seem to be a back four. Even against Man United, he was getting further forward. So I'll get your point. I just don't think that Tavares is playing like Zinchenko. And actually, if you go and watch the game again against Zurich, Tierney played this inverted role a lot more than he has done before. I'm going to write a piece about it later this morning. Um, but yeah, we'll keep an eye out for Tierney's game because it is, it's adapting to what Arteta wants from that left-back position. Um, Freddie says, Tom, did Foles do a song called Cassius? Yes, they did. Um uh, it stuck in my head. I remember listening to it uh, in, when I was wasted in a club. And I can't remember if it was false. It was indeed false. It's not one of my favourites, but it's still a good song. And that, you know, to be fair, false are that's what a lot of these are. They're a lot of false vinyls. So yeah, um, beyond dry and bass, which is always going to be my first love, false are false are up there uh, as as one of the number ones. Yeah, indeed. Ahmed says, question. So, what's your opinion about Nico Gonzalez, uh, Barcelona player? Uh, plays as a midfielder. He's on loan right now. Um, a quick look. I don't know anything about him. Uh, let's go to 20, 20 years of age. He has played currently on loan for Valencia. Uh, played all four of the games. Scored as well. Um, so, yeah, maybe one to check out. I will have a watch, um, Ahmed, and I'll have a look and report back for you. So I'll have a look at how good he looks. But uh, he's got like a market value of 18 million quid. It's quite high um, on Transomart. So not that I've not, I think I think maybe he was talked about in the summer window. Not for Arsenal, but others. Uh, Tarbs, happy birthday. Hope you have a fantastic day, mate. Enjoy it. I can already see a lot of people in the chat box are wishing you well uh, as well, which is always great to see. Uh, Jake says, have you watched the Welcome to Wrexham? No, I haven't watched it yet. Um, I'm waiting for the missus to, for us to finish a lot of, um, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. We basically, we've got so many things to watch at the moment that I um, need to have time to watch that. And I know that she wants to watch it as well. So it's that classic thing of you can't go ahead because you get in trouble and I don't need to be in the doghouse. I really don't. So, <laughs> so I'm going to wait. Uh, I will get around to watching it, though. Uh, Stuart says, Tom, can you believe the inconsistencies of half of the big six? City are doing well and Spurs are getting points. But the other three have been shocking. Um, you know, the thing about Spurs is whilst they have got, you know, they haven't lost a game yet this season. Hopefully that will happen on the 1st of October. Um, I just don't rate them. I've not really rated um, what I've seen of them, you know, so far. They are picking up points at a frustratingly, in a frustratingly odd and rather fortunate way. And I'm not, you know, I'm always going to be a bit biased against Spurs, but I just haven't rated what I've seen. And they've still managed to win games. They've been very fortunate, I think, so far this season. And someone needs to stop that run as soon as possible. Uh, Zach, have you watched the Halen documentary? I'm going to try and watch it today, Zach. It's actually on my list of things to do today. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting that as soon as possible into my brain so I can talk a little bit more about it. But uh, no, not yet. I do plan on watching it today, though. Uh, Iris says, Tom, I thought Todd Bowley would go full Ted Lasso after firing two court, but then he got Harry Potter. <laughs> Nonetheless, I still keep my hopes alive. Yeah, I mean, Graham Potter's a very annoyingly sensible 
appointment by Bright, uh, by Chelsea from Brighton. Interesting link is, though, that Brighton apparently are looking at the Boda Glimt manager, which would do us quite a significant favour because the Boda Glimt manager has been doing brilliant things for them. So I'm not surprised they're looking towards him. Obviously, Potter's got his experience playing in, uh, sorry, managing in Sweden, went to Swansea, then to Brighton. But I think Brighton has in the benefit of having a coach who's got that experience of kind of really excelling with a certain style of play and getting a team playing a certain way. So hopefully the the, the Buddha Glimpse coach goes off and plays, or rather manages. I don't know I keep saying plays, but, you know, manages Brighton. I think that would do us quite a favour in the group stage. Um, wow, wow, Safe says, I can't stand drum and bass. At least we have Arsenal in car. Oh. You know, you just haven't listened to good the, the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> that's what I say when people say I can't stand drum and bass. You just not listen to the good stuff, mate. You just not listen to the, the good stuff. Just right, right. Hold on, where's my hanger? There you go. Go check out Sub Focus in Portals. Um, Amazing album. Scarface says, if you ask me, I think the plan going forward is to wait until the summer to get a Tillemans or Louise for free and then spend on a backup left-footed centre-back and a winger. Also, Evelyn Dika on a free transfer. Um, I think that the problem with going for a Louise or a Tillemans is that you then are committed to signing Louise or Tillemans. And I think whilst they are very, you know, they're good players, they're all right. They're just not, of the level that I want to see Arsenal go for. I want to see Arsenal go for, you know, top, top, top level player. You, as I've said before, your Fabinho level, your Rodri kind of level. That's what I want to see Arsenal go for. And I'm not sure that either Tillemans or Louise are close to that yet. Tillemans is a good player, don't get me wrong, and probably could provide some good depth, especially to the left eight role. But if we sign Tillemans, say, on a free, we have to go out and get a world-class deep midfielder for me. A world-class deep midfielder. Um, let's go to... I'll go for a couple more. That, that drum bass question really dipped my mood. <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, Lona Magic says, are we underutilizing, in my opinion, Tomiyasu? He's a huge talent. Um, not yet. No, he did come back from injury, of course, and we need to make sure he's fully fit and ready. And I've liked what I've seen from White at right back. I've liked a lot of what White has done in that position. So, no, I don't think we're underutilising him yet. I think he'll play in the uh, uh, the Europa League games. I think he'll probably play on Thursday still again. Maybe White will come back in potentially. I suppose with Gabriel playing the full game against Zurich, maybe White and Saliba will start at the back again. Zurich, we'll have to wait and see. But, uh, no, I don't think we're underutilising him yet. I think White has been brilliant at right back. Um, Jamie says, hey, Tom, off topic, but I went to Creamfields recently and discovered an artist called Lude. Have you ever heard of him? If not, you should definitely go check him out. I haven't, and I will definitely go and check him out. Thanks for the suggestion. Um, last festival I went to was a while ago. It's more gigs now than festivals because, you know, I, I, I do enjoy going to festivals. The whole build-up to a festival is great and getting there and, you know, getting in there. But trust me, about seven or eight hours in, my legs are just done by that point and I'm just like find me a seat and I'll go listen at the back <laughs> that makes me sound really sad and old but honestly by about eight hours in at this point my legs are just done of standing up because I sit down for so much of the day writing and working I suppose when you have to stand for long extended periods of time it's like ugh, can't do this uh so it's more gigs in the evenings now than festivals for me um Ayo says Tom what are your thoughts on getting Nkunku he was great yesterday when Leipzig battered Dortmund or is Denis... Oh, I haven't even mentioned Dominic Zoboslai's screamer. How could I not? If you haven't already gone and watched RB Leipzig against Dortmund, 
go and watch Dominic Zoboslai absolutely smash a top right. Well, it's not he's not in top right. He just kind of I don't know what he does with it. I don't know how he does what he does with a football sometimes when he hits them so sweetly. But what a goal. Make sure you go and watch Dominic Zoboslai's goal because you absolutely should. But what are my thoughts on on Nkunku, Christopher Nkunku? Brilliant, brilliant player. If Arsenal can go and get someone of that quality, great. The question would be, where do you play him? How much is he going to cost you? And is it cost effective to what we need in other areas to go and spend what it would take to go and sign him? I'm not so sure. I think he's going to cost you around 90 million quid from the sounds of things. Is it worth it? I think I'd rather see that money spent on you know, a midfielder than than, uh, than Christopher Nkunku, despite the fact that he's a very, very good player indeed. Um, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. We're going to wrap things up there. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow morning with the next show. Uh, hopefully, we've got plenty of positivity to report regarding our lone players. Balogun, as I've mentioned, you can go and watch plenty of those games today. I'll get that back up on the screen so you can just see what games are indeed on. Ajaxio against Nice is at 2 o'clock. You can go and watch Pepe. Toulouse against Worms is again at 2 o'clock. Balogun, you can go and watch there. And Lecce against Pablo Maurice Monza, also at 2 o'clock as well as the F1, which is whilst I'll be having the Nice and Rem or Orms games in the background, I'm probably going to have the F1 on as well. It could be a triple screen day for me. Going to be hectic. Thanks so much for tuning in. Genuine pleasure as always. I will see you tomorrow morning. Have a fantastic day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 